Nutrition. This is Taste Life Nutrition Radio, streaming live on KUHSDenver.com. And today's going to be such a fun show. I'm super excited, especially for you entrepreneurial women out there, uh, as I am and as I know the struggles that we can go through and how difficult it can be to be an entrepreneur. Um, and so we have on today Laura Foster, who specializes in entrepreneurs and helping them really build and live you're going to be able to say this better than I am, but a balanced life, an exciting life, be happy and present where you are and build on it and just creating your best place and making sure that what you're doing is where you're supposed to be and being happy. I mean, that's really what this show is all about anyway. We bring to you the best people, oh, let me turn this down, hold on, um, who are here to who are here to serve others and do the best they can to bring goodness and bring happiness and bring health and wellness in all of the different ways. We have health and wellness is financial, it's physical, it's mental, emotional, it's relational, it's all of these things. And so I love bringing to you people who are here to serve and to make the world a better place. And so Laura, Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so grateful to see you, and I'm sorry that I was a little bit rushed. <laughs> it's okay. Happy to be here. Wonderful. Well, of course, we always start... I'm having trouble with some of my stuff here, but anyways, of course, we always start the show with gratitude. Uh, gratitude can change the world. Gratitude can change our biochemistry. It can make things better. It can feed other people. So if we are grateful, then uh, it can... It can, it can create a wave of gratitude, and I just think it's really, really important to, to, to really focus on what we're grateful for. So, Laura, what are you grateful for? I mean, so much. Today, I'm going to say I am really grateful for my dog, Stella. I went on a business trip, oh. and so I was away from her for three days, and when I picked her up, there was just so much love, yeah. and she was so happy to see me, and we got to hang out last night, and it was just... It's really wonderful to have another being of love in my house. So I'm grateful for her. And of course, I'm so grateful to be here with you today. Yes. It's going to yeah. be fun. You know, it's the best thing. I just got back into town last night as well, late last night. And which is partly why I'm probably running running behind today. So my glasses on my head. Um, <laughs> but I have, I've got three, three dogs. Um, but my little one is, she's my dog, right? And she mm. is... When I get home, when I've been away for days, I was gone a week last week or a couple weeks ago and then a few days. So it's just this, you know, I've been gone a lot and she is just my little heart because she comes up and she's excited and she's all over the place and she, you know, whines and makes all kinds of noise and it's just the best thing. And so I do want to talk to you uh, as we, you know, move through this process about dog stuff because you are a dog lover. I love that mm -hmm. you have fostered. I love your story with your last foster dog, Dory. That Dory. Dory. Yeah. I really want to talk about that. And I can I, I have to always talk about dogs any chance I get. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's really such a beautiful story. Um but I would say what I'm grateful for today is um, you know, I have the reason we were out of town is I have a friend who uh, has was diagnosed with breast cancer, and it was it's it's thankfully it's you know all should be good outcomes, but it's going to be a hard hard time for her, and so a couple of us just got together and went to Park City, Utah, and got to spend a little bit of time together and just being girls, and we did spa day and we had massages and pool time and sauna time and you know just we're able to get away and just appreciate each other and love on each other and love on her um and so i'm really grateful for that time with good friends these are friends i've had for many 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 years um so all, all this is my 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 past texas friends so um good stuff really grateful to have been able to do that so amazing so Laura, let's talk about yes. you. Let's talk about all of the beautiful things that you do. Um, I want to hear about your um, 
spiritual psychology. And I want to know what that means. But, you know, how is it, you know, let's talk about, you know, who you are, what excites you, what motivates you, what brought you to this place you are now, and and we'll just take it from there. Sure. I mean, there's a lot in this story. So if I go too fast, I'm just going to slow you down, and I'm happy to, to, to expand upon it. So yes, I do. I have a master's degree in spiritual psychology. I am a life and leadership coach. I mainly work with executives and entrepreneurs who've reached a point in their life where they realize I have a lot going on, and I think there's something missing, mm-hmm. and I don't know what that is. Yeah. Because it harkens back to my story. I wanted to be a fashion designer since I was a little girl. I started making clothes for my dolls when I was like six years old. I discovered Vogue magazine in the Jamestown, North Dakota Public Library. And just really, there was a deep calling inside to go into that industry. I did go into that industry. Um, And it was great for a while until it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And my father, I'm going to say my perception was that he hated his job. When I was growing up, he came home every night and complained to my mother. He had to de-stress every night. And so I knew I wanted to have a job that I loved. And I thought becoming a designer, being a creative would satisfy that. And I, I mean, being a designer in so many ways was great. It's really fun to create for a living. Um, I mean, I got to travel to Milan and Paris and Madagascar even was one of the last places I went because we had women there who were making bags for us. And I got to go meet them and photograph them and bring those stories back to all the salespeople. But in 2007, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So I really hear you going to see your friend that must have been so special for her to have people around her because that diagnosis, even if it's early, I was stage one, it was a real eye-opener for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in 2007, I was diagnosed in Maui. I was on vacation with no internet. 2007 was very different than it is today. Yeah. And so I was sort of left to my own devices to try and figure out a little bit of information before I came home. But that diagnosis, that diagnosis really forced me to slow down and think about, is this the life that I want? Mm-hmm. And here's what was true for me at the time. I was working all the time. So I was a designer. So I was responsible for knowing the owner of the company would lift up a piece of paper with a picture on it of a handbag. And I would need to know the difference. Like, is that employee? Is that a Yves Saint Laurent? What is that? So I would always read the magazines shopping the stores every single weekend. I worked all the time. And I knew that I didn't want it on my tombstone. Here lies Laura Foster, she worked weekends, mm. right? Right. And so I had put so much of my life and my heart and my energy into being a designer. I didn't get married, I didn't have kids. I was lost, like what, what else do I do? How do I know what else to do? And so it started it started me on a path towards, well, obviously I've been up in a master's degree program in spiritual psychology, but it started me on the path of, this isn't what I want. Mm-hmm. It was in a very stressful environment. Fashion is a great, a great industry, but it's also very deadline driven, so it can be very, very stressful. Sure, sure. So I took some time off. People started giving me spiritual books. I thought I was enlightened because I read a couple of books. Mm-hmm. I went back to work after treatment because I didn't know what else to do. We went a deep recession in 2007, so I went back to work. And I thought, I've changed so much that everything's going to be different. And within a couple of weeks or a month, I was right back to where I was before I went out. Because if personal development doesn't include our relationship with work, it's just not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I knew that I needed to change. I, at some point in the next year or two, got the call to be a coach. I can't tell you where it came from. I just, I'd heard about life coaching. I'd never had a coach, but I decided that would be a really good thing for me to do. So I started looking around for coaching certification programs. I found the University of Santa Monica. They had a program, but in order to qualify for that program, I had to do their master's program in spiritual psychology first. And I thought, "Uh uh-huh, that's not for me. A master's program in spiritual psychology, that's not for me. But I went to an informational evening, and Ron Holnick, who runs the program with his wife, Mary, said, if you come to this program in two years, you'll have a different job. 
and you might sit at the same desk and you might work with the same people, but you are going to change so much inside that your job will be different. And I thought, oh wow, that that is useful for me. Mm-hmm. So I did that program. I can 100% say that happened for me. It changed wow. every aspect of my life in ways I never could have imagined. But when it comes to that work piece, in my second year in the program, I remember standing at the coffee machine with the design director at the time. And she looked at me and she said, Laura, I couldn't do this job without you. I'm so grateful for you. Like, you're such an asset to me or something to that effect. And I looked at her and I realized that this is the same woman who tried to fire me when I had breast cancer. Oh. I mean, HR wouldn't let her do it. Uh-huh. But she hadn't changed. She was still exactly the same. But I had changed, and that changed everything. And that was so eye-opening for me to have that realization, that we have so much more autonomy over our experience in life than most of us have, have ever considered is possible for us. Yes. And so that was really eye-opening for me. I went on to do an advanced program at them called Conscious Acceptive Healing, which is about how health and wellness in the body is related to consciousness, which was amazing. I did their coaching program. I started taking clients, and I made the leap, I'm going to say, four years ago, mm-hmm. four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, it's I was so terrified to become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I didn't realize how much my income, my lifestyle was limited in working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yes. So now I'm a full-time coach. I work one-on-one with people. I run a group coaching program for women called Women Who Want More, which is one of the reasons why we're here today. Let's talk about what women want and what that means and what that looks like for people. I also do some, I also love to go in and work with creative teams and organizations. I just did Monday and Tuesday. I was in an interior design firm because I really understand the challenges of creative teams from working in the creative industry my entire life. And it was so fun to watch this team come together and support each other and really to learn and grow. And it's just, this is the best job ever. I nice. love it. So one of the things that I, I that you had said a little while ago that I want to, I kind of want to hit on and talk about a little bit, because I think it's, I think it's key to, um, to, to living a full life and to making mm-hmm. sure that everything that you're doing in life with your, with your family, with your, job or business or company, whatever the case may be, is as big and successful and fulfilling as it possibly can. And you had said, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but it was something about um, you didn't want to be remembered that you worked hard and worked on the weekends. And there's a there's a book that I've been, that I actually just finished called Wake Up, um, Somebody Teague. Anyway, Moreno. Anyway, I can't remember her name right now, but it's a great book. If I, I have been giving it to friends. Um, I have a client I want to give it to. Point to all of that is, and there's a workbook in it, which I still need to do, but is that you think about your death, which can be really hard for people, but think about your death and think about um, what you'll be remembered for mm-hmm. in your death. And so she has it really, she has a, you know, in her work, workbook, you know, all listed out on how to do that, you know, what you think of and, and really putting yourself in that spot. And it can be hard and it can be emotional, but, but that can help. I think that that's, that can be integral in really helping to make sure that all the things that you're doing and all the things that you have time for or don't have time for are things that that makes makes sense and that you want to be remembered by a hundred percent and one of my favorite things to do with clients is to have them write their own eulogy yes exactly and it's really Mm -hmm. confronting i mean some people just can't bring themselves to do it but if we don't slow down and look at how we're living and our body of work up Mm -hmm. until this point and what we've accomplished that we don't we don't we can't reconsider what else do i want to do right because our lives are not unlimited. We are human beings. My mother has late stage Alzheimer's right now, and that's really confronting me right now, the fact that, oh, I don't have forever. Like, none of us have forever, yeah. right? But just that question, there's a, um, 
a question I also ask in workshops and with clients is here lies blank, best known for blank and blank. Like here lies Laura Foster, best known for her compassion and her generosity, maybe. But even in that simple sentence, it's about what what do I want to be known for? What would I be known for if I die today? Yeah. Right? Um, most people, especially in our society, just like blinders on, I'm just living my life, I'm just getting through, I'm just trying to get to the next day. And it takes a diagnosis, a car accident, a death for a lot of people to slow down and look, get, lift their heads up and say, is this it? Is this what I want? Am I living the life that I want? Am I doing the things that I want? So I, I love that. I love that you're reading that book. I love that you're considering those things. I think if more people considered Am I living the way that I want to? How do I want to be remembered? What do I want my legacy to be? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Am I living into the legacy that I want? And a lot of things would change for people. Yeah, I I totally agree. And a lot of things, a lot of, so you know, we all have our times where we go through things and we're figuring things out. And so this is one of those times for me. You know, it's been kind of leading up to this for a while. But it's the it's the realization that um, that maybe the thing the things that I've been spending time on aren't really the things that matter. Yes, I need to build my business, um, and yes, I need to market and get more clients. You know, as we all do, right? But I also need to make sure that my family knows that they are loved and that I'm there for them. And a realization that I had too was that I, I care for my clients, but I also have to give and care for my family and spend the, and take the time. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a person who will sit and work and work and work and work and not get up. Uh, and, it's, and it's not a good thing. <laughs> And so, and, and still, and where I'm going with all of this is the, I don't have time. I don't have time. And I know you wrote on this, and I know that it's something that we all fight, is I don't have time. But we all have the same amount of time, mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of prioritizing and what's important. Mm -hmm. And of course, my business is important, but my family comes first. Um, and those are the things that I'm you know, working on for myself because it's it's easy to just get flustered and just mm -hmm. kind of flounder around going oh I just don't have time I gotta get it done um, and you know it, I think also spending the time with with friends when you know that they're going through things and you know like you said there's there there are those incidences that you say okay let's take a step back and really look at life yeah, I, I love that you bring this forward. I actually met with my a VIP day with my coach yesterday because mm -hmm. you know all great coaches have coaches, yes. right? And we're doing this very intense one-year program. We've been leading up to this for a while, and we were mapping out what I want to create in the next year. And it's just like the first thing I put was whatever happens with my parents in this next year, I want to look back and know that I, I dealt with it well. I dealt with it with grace. Mm -hmm. I didn't write how much I want to make in my business. I didn't write any of that. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and my coach Amber, she looked at that and she said, that's what life is about. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what you're going to remember in 20 years. You're not going to remember how much you made in 2023. Mm -hmm. like, you will remember how you were there for your mother at the end. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a, there's a great video. The name is not going to come to me right now. I saw her speak at World Domination Summit. But she has an analogy when it comes to time. She talks about a client who went home and found that there was like her furnace broke or there were, the freezer in the, in the basement maybe broke. And so there was water all over the basement. Mm -hmm. And so then she had to take care of all the food in the freezer and do all that stuff and call people. And she was time blocking at the time, not time blocking, but she was tracking her time okay. with this woman. And so she, let's say she spent 10 hours dealing with this. Now, if someone would have asked her at the beginning of the week, do you have 10 hours to do a passion project? Do you have 10 hours this week to mentor a, a, a child in your industry, a woman in your industry who really needs help? She would have said, oh, there's no way, I don't have time. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. But she created that time when it was important to create that time. So you're exactly right. It's not a matter of you don't have time. It's a matter of it's not a priority for me. And being honest about that with ourselves. Yeah. It's not, oh, I don't have time to meet you for lunch. That's not a priority to meet you for lunch. And you're not probably going to say that, but we <laughs> use time as an excuse a lot, right? When yes. it's really, yes. it's just not a priority for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's understanding that within ourselves because if we feel like I don't have enough time, I don't have enough time, then we are behaving in the world as victims of our circumstances. Mm-hmm. I'm not empowered. The world is in charge. This is happening to me. When it's when we tell ourselves, I that's not a priority for me, so I'm not going to do it, we take ownership of our lives again. Yep. And when we take ownership of our lives and we know I'm in charge, I'm in charge of my time, I decide what I spend my time doing, mm-hmm. everything can start to shift. Mm-hmm. From that, the world is against me to, no, I create my own reality. Mm-hmm. I can do anything. I love that, and that's again. It's it's so funny because all these things we're talking about are things that I have I'm working on in myself, and literally over the the last week in my mind, it's I have the power to do what needs to be done. If something is going wrong, whether it's with a whatever it is, a relationship or a you know whatever, it's it's up to me. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who can make it what it's supposed to be. I mean, not that we are trying to fix other people, right? I, I said the relationship thing, so it's not really coming out the way that I mean for it to, but I just know that I have the power and I have the control over what I do, what I say, how I act, how I react, and how I bring bring myself to the world and to the people who are around me, whether they're clients or my husband or my family, whatever the case may be. And so... Well, and- and 100% it works with relationships. So when I was at University of Santa Monica in the second year, one of the things they had us do was pick a significant relationship in our life that we wanted to change. There were challenges. I chose my mother, so it's very interesting yeah. what's happened right now. And work on shifting that relationship just through things that we did. Like my mother never knew that I, I, I did this, but I did things like I would write her letters and send her little notes. Like I didn't want to get on the phone with her when I started this project. And I wanted to get to the point where I was like, not necessarily thrilled, but at least like happy to get on the phone with her and have a conversation with her and patient with her questions. Mm -hmm. And that 100% happened. Like so many things shifted. She didn't change, again, just like my boss at the coffee machine. Right. She didn't change to be the same person. Mm-hmm. But I started to see her more as human. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of her at like 12 years old. I had a, I put that picture at the dinner table and had dinner with that picture for once a week. And it's like, looked at this little 12-year-old girl. Huh. So I started to see her with more compassion for mm-hmm. what she's been through and a more fully formed human being rather than the caricature I made her out to be in my childhood. Mm-hmm. And it completely shifted my relationship with her. She didn't know. She didn't know any of that. I love But that. we have so much power within us, mm-hmm. so much autonomy to change our circumstances. No, we cannot change other people. Mm-hmm. But what we can change is our attitude, how we're showing up for situations, and our feelings inside, our beliefs inside. That's all our domain. Mm-hmm. That's all within us to change. Yeah. I, it feels like, it seems like there are, um, and I see this in, in, with, my, with my clients, that there is so much, the feeling of being disempowered. So whether mm-hmm. it's due to health circumstances or history and trauma or whatever the case may be, so often people come to me and there is this, I don't understand. I don't understand why my body hates me. I don't understand what to do. I don't understand, um, you know, like all of these different things. And the best part about what I do is give that power back. And it's not me giving the power back. It's just helping people to understand their body and understand what they need and understand mm-hmm. how to allow their body to balance and repair. And it's the same. I think it's the same with you know with with trauma you know we may need to find people to help us through trauma because trauma absolutely affects everything about us it affects our health it affects our physical health and our mental and our emotional health um and it can affect us in business and it can affect our outlook um but stepping back 
and knowing how much power we have to to change those to, to change our situation just by knowing you have that power <laughs> right is so key just know you have the power it's it's i mean it's that this that small but huge mind shift does that make sense no i completely agree and i'm going to take it a step further it's yeah. not just about knowing that you have that power it's about like running cool experiments to show yourselves that you have that power it's not just about i believe it's about i'm going to try something i'm going to look at my situation with my boss for example and i'm going to really ask myself like what stories am i telling myself about this and what are the facts mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is is it true that he or she hates me or doesn't want to give me a raise or doesn't think I'm doing a good job. Are these all stories I'm making up in my head because I'm going in for a review, right? Yeah. And so the experiment could be like, let me just get clear inside. Like, what is the truth? Let the stories go. And then go into that meeting and see what happens. Mm -hmm. It's like we can show ourselves in little steps. Oh, wow, look what happens when I start to take control back. Not control. That's not the word that I want to use. Look what happens when I take autonomy for my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look what happens when I become the creator of my yes. life. Yeah. And that's the key. That's the key word, I think, is is being your own creator. Um, yeah. and, and knowing that we have the ability to accomplish anything we want if we just know that we are the creators and, mm -hmm. and just do it. And again, you know, I say this and I'm working on it myself, but, but it's, it's, it's always, it's part of it, you know, I, and I'm, I'm actually feeling a shift and having a lot of fun with it. Um, and, and excited, you know, it's that exciting place going, okay, what's next, what's coming next and what, what am I going to create that is going to be amazing, you know, yeah. so it's yeah. super fun. Really. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to do a quick break so I can talk about our sponsor, and then we'll jump into some more fun stuff. Um, so our sponsor, Cellcore Biosciences, amazing stuff. So they are a fairly new supplement company uh, who you can only get through practitioners because they are a uh, innovative and strong they have innovative and strong products, so they work really well, and you have to really know <laughs> what you're doing because what you it's uh, it it works, but you've got to be careful. So, um, and I love this about them: their delivery system is what is unique about them and the way that they work. And the goal in everything that they do, which is the goal in my own practice, is to get to the foundation of health. So it is addressing mitochondrial uh, uh, dysfunction, it's addressing cellular dysfunction. Um, it's not just going and saying you are low in vitamin B12, so we're gonna supplement with vitamin B12. What I always try to talk to with my clients is always ask the question why. Why am I low in B12? Why do I have this pain? Why is there inflammation? And keep asking why, never stop asking why to get to the very bottom, which is my goal. It's what I do, right? I call myself a health detective, right? So it's always digging and always asking why and using products like the Cellcore products to allow to get to that root cause and allow repair at the foundation so the body then has the ability to make its own B12 or you get it from your food and you actually hold on to it. So anyway, uh, they're a great company. Love uh, everything that they're about. Uh, if you have questions about them, always, of course, feel free to reach out to me um, or any other practitioner who uh, who sells their stuff because they're awesome, good stuff. So, um, let's see. One of the things that I wanted to hit on is I want to. So, I think I want to talk about specifically women and and what it is when you have your 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 it's a workshop right or is this, is it a program i have a group your, coaching your, program i also run workshops around women okay who want more. okay the women who want more let's talk about that and what does that look sure. like because i i love that i love everything about it and i want to know more about it and i think there are a lot of women who want to know about it too <laughs> yeah so this all started because i've had way back when we saw people in person before COVID, mm -hmm. um, I had a woman come in my house and she it was almost a whisper. 
almost an apology. She said, I want more. She had a lot in her life, but it was like, I want more. I had to stand up and I had to declare, like, I want more. And it was so powerful for me to see that. It's like, so many women want more and they don't know that they have the right to stand up and ask for it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in our society, women have been trained since we were little girls to be nice, smile, take the smallest piece of pie, help others before you help yourself. I mean, so many things that we've been conditioned to do, right? And that you have enough, you don't need more. And so it's almost a radical idea for someone to stand up and say, no, I want more. And that more could be anything. It could be not just about money, it's in fact, very, very rarely about money. It can be about what money represents, freedom or time or something like that. But for women to start to think, not what is expected of me and how do I take care of other people, but what do I want more? Do I want more satisfaction? Do I want more joy? Do I want a better relationship with my body? I know you work with people on that, right? Do I want more... Um, enthusiasm in my life like all of these things are possible but slowing down and really getting clear around and this is one of the things that happens in the program mm -hmm. is that we slow down and really get clear around what is it that I not that I'm missing because I don't believe that people are missing things but what do I want more of mm -hmm. and sometimes like you know when people when women go through the program uh, they might start with I want a new job for example but by the end it might be about I want to be in the driver's seat of my life. Mm -hmm. I want to know that I'm the most important person in my life and I want to make decisions from there. I want to understand my own boundaries and enforce them. Mm -hmm. These are life-changing. When somebody find, when somebody realizes inside and comes into that realization and that understanding that I am the most important person in my life, different decisions are made when she doesn't believe she's the most important person in her life. Well, right. and, yes, and I think that that's key because we are, that you're so right, we're taught um, that the kids come first, the family comes first, all of these other things come first until we, you know, we, the collective we, but um, run ourselves in the ground and we're sick and we can't take care of anybody, right? right? And so it's, it is, again, a mind shift to say, okay, I need to take a step back. I need to eat well, I need to meditate, I need to care for my body, I need to do all of these things to make sure that I'm not run down, to make sure that I do have the ability to do all of the things that I need to do in life, whether it's taking care of family or building a business or all of the things that we do. But if we don't put ourselves first, then then it just it doesn't it just doesn't even matter anymore because we just get sick and then you can't do anything <laughs> you know and i see it i see it in practice all the time when people come to me who are so sick and just and, and can't figure out why and they've been and, and you know you know a lot of times it is due to trauma that has not been mm -hmm. uh, uh uh dealt with and so that's that's not something that i can deal with but i can sure refer to people who help because it's difficult if you don't deal with things then you're not taking care of yourself and your body knows it and your body will become sick and then you it's hard to get through life um and it, it, it's certainly hard to take care of other people so so yeah um i i, I just i think it's so important to keep that in mind that we have to take care of ourselves and that it's not just loving for ourselves to take care of ourselves, it's loving for the people around us, mm -hmm. especially as mothers. Mm -hmm. I'm not a mother, but mothers set examples for their children. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And all the people we come into contact with. Yeah. So absolutely, 100%. I have, it's, it's funny that self-course is sponsored. I have self-course supplements on my phone oh, right now. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, there's mold, there's mold in my apartment, so oh. I'm working on that. Oh, that's um, scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was interesting. Like, traditional medicine knows nothing about it. I know. But it's another topic. Um, yes, yeah, so women who want more. So in my program, women come in, we have processes around what they want to create more of in their lives, and then they start taking tangible action steps in the world to start to create that. And along the way, things come up and 
transformation happens, and we always end my programs with two days in person. Most of it's virtual, so we end with two days in person, and it's just magical to see all the women come together mm. and to see where they are at the end from where they started, and the the camaraderie that happens in the groups because the group itself is an entity. Mm. Yes, there's me as the coach, but there's also the way the women come together and support each other, and the fact that they're all willing to uplevel their lives. Mm -hmm. They're all there to change something, to do something different. is amazing. I'll, I'll share a story of, okay. of something that happened with a woman in one of the groups. So I think it's, it's not just about the group, but it's about what can happen when we start to really take autonomy inside. Um, I had a woman come in. I have permission to share this story, but we'll call her Julie. She came in, and she identified that she wanted to create three things in the group. She wanted more. She wanted a significant relationship in her life. She wanted deeper relationships with girlfriends so that she could have brunch on the weekends with them or drinks after dinner, like people in her life she could really rely on. And she wanted to feel appreciated and valued at work. Now, we can't make other people appreciate us, right? We can't, we have nothing to do with that. But she decided that the first step she was gonna take around the work piece was to ask for a raise, a significant raise at work. So then we had to do the work around her being deserving of this raise. She hadn't had a raise in multiple years. Like, her really getting clear around, I do a great job at a company, my role is important, this is a fair salary that I'm asking for. And so in the group, she came up with a number that she was gonna ask for, it was so high it was almost comical to her. She's like, oh my God, I can't ask for this. But she committed that she was gonna ask for this number. When she actually met with her boss, she said a number, when he said how much do you want, she said a number that was $10,000 more than the number that she came up with. And he said, done, what else do you want? <laughs> That's amazing. And she said, I want a title bump. And he said, done, what else do you want? And she came in the deck calling tears, and it wasn't about the money. Right. It was about the fact that she got clear inside that she brought value to the company, that she was deserving of this title and this raise, and that she asked for what she wanted. Mm -hmm. I mean, that to me is really remarkable. And I've known this woman for a long time, so it was really exciting to see her come into that power and then to see from that place what else she created over time, right? Because when we really take charge of our lives and stand up and ask for what we want, things tend to fall into place for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I love that. I love good stories like that. You hear stories like that all the time. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's when you find that clarity and when you find that, that inner power and knowing that this is, how it's supposed to be and then it just takes <laughs> it's so yeah. good it's so good so if you were to so it for for all those who are watching do you have would you have a place where you like I was gonna say tips and tricks but it's not that it's what are a couple of things that people can do to kind of get this process started as you as you work with people do you have things you know little things you could give away that give away to you know talk about that can be helpful mm -hmm. for people I do I have a resource we can talk about at the end I have oh, a great page workbook about around commitment detox that I think is a great yeah, place to start I saw that but you know if we, if we look at the example that I just gave like the first thing that she did was she got clear around the fact that I do want more because that's always the first step mm -hmm. I want more of something even if you don't know what it is just like admitting to yourself there's a dissatisfaction inside, or there's a hunger for something else inside, and I'm willing to see that, and I'm willing to work with that, right? Yep. And then it's getting comfortable with, what do I want? And really slowing down with that question, and looking at your life, like what would make a difference to me? Is it more love? And we can talk about the dog, because that's what happened when I was fostering dogs. Yes. I wanted to open up more joy and enthusiasm, and love came through too, they're all really connected. Mm -hmm. Right? But it's about what do I want? And then it's about opening yourself up to the possibility that you can create it. Because we can't create anything if we don't believe that we can. So even opening up to maybe I can create more. How do I do this? And then to give yourself the space to create it. So that's what I'm going to say is like opening the possibility to there's something inside of me that's telling me that I want more. I'm willing to slow down, I'm willing to do some introspection around what is it that I want? What is it that my body is yearning for, my soul is yearning for, whatever that is. 
opening up to what if I can create this mm-hmm. and then taking action steps to create it but it all starts with I'm worthy of and that can sometimes be the hardest part, I think. Yes. Really, yes. really feeling like you are worthy for more. Um, and yeah. I think that that's a lot of what can hold a lot of people back is that I agree. not feeling worthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that. And with that, um, I want to make sure that we hit on everything that you want to talk about with women who want more. Or if it's time to talk dog stuff, I'm happy to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> So it's totally up to you. I want to make sure that you... So so let me finish with the the women who want more. So I will say that I do run a six-month group coaching program for women. I'm starting another one in early 2023. There is a page on my website that talks all about the group, what's included, all of that. So if anybody's curious about that, I recommend you go on and look that up. It is an extraordinary program. I love it so much. Um, I also run occasional workshops, so make sure you sign up for my email list. I will also say, I'll say this now, I know you're going to have this in in the show notes, but I did a 30-page workbook called Commitment Detox because I realized about a year ago that I was way overcommitted. Mm-hmm. As a coach, I just had my fingers in too many pies, and I wasn't fully committed to any of them. So I did a process for myself, and I put together a workbook that's really easy to follow around how do I look at all the commitments I have in my life and scale back and get clear about what I want to create so I can create time to create what I want. Yep. So that's available to everyone who's listening to this. It's laurafostercoaching.com slash commitment detox with a dash in between commitment and detox. And I know you'll have the notes for that. Yep. And let's talk dogs. Yeah. yeah let's talk dogs. Um, <laughs> so one of the reasons women who want more came about is because when the pandemic hit, I was working with my coach. And I said, I really want more joy and enthusiasm in my life. I mean, we were all in our houses. I live alone. And she said, well, Laura, you know how to do that. Because at the University of Santa Monica, we had a system for how to create what we want, where we take specific action steps in the world on the mental level, the physical level, the emotional level. Um, and there's another level that's not coming to mind right now. Mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. I mean, spiritual. Spiritual psychology. There you go. (laughs) And so one of the things that I did, one of the action steps, I've been wanting a French bulldog my entire life, and I didn't let myself get one when I was working full-time because it didn't seem fair. They're very needy dogs, so I didn't get one. Um, I've been trying to adopt a French bulldog for years, and it was really hard. I just was not having any luck. So I started fostering animals during that time, and of course, Having another creature in the house, I mean, of course, mm-hmm. joy shows up, oh, enthusiasm mm-hmm. shows up, because there's this little bundle of love mm-hmm. in your house. And there was a dog I saw on Instagram. There's this, there's a um, a rescue in LA that deals mainly in bulldogs. And there was a dog that showed up. Her name was Dory, and she was a hospice foster. And the minute I saw her picture, I knew that she was mine to take on. So I applied. They decided that, you know, I could take the dog. I talked to the foster who had her, who was giving her up to go into hospice, and I said, why aren't you going to see her through? And he said, I didn't sign up for that kind of heartbreak. Oh. And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm signing mm-hmm. up for heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in order to fully live, I think it's time for me to open up to the entire experience of emotion, all of the emotions. So I took Dorian. She was this little tiny English bulldog. She'd been used by a breeder, lived in a cave her whole life, didn't know how to dog at all. She had she was in heart failure, so we had to take her in every four or five days and get her stomach drained. Mm. Um, but this is what I love about this rescue is that they were willing to work with her and pay all of these medical bills so that she could have a chance at whatever time she had left to be happy. And this dog came into my life and just I loved her so much all out. I was only with her for three months, but mm. she changed so much in my life. And in the end, I, I was in Palm Springs with a friend of mine, and I jumped from the hot tub into the pool, and she thought I was 
dying and she jumped into the pool save me the bulldogs can't swim mm -hmm. so she sunk to the bottom and my friend luckily was able to get her up and, and get her out of the pool because like this little creature who had known me for three months said oh my god my love just went under the water i have to save her you know yeah. and like a week later her, her heart finally gave out and i was i was on the phone with the, the er doctor because she was at, at the er and he said her heart stopped and we're doing CPR to revive her and I'm like, just let her go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I grieved. Of course I grieved. It's like, yeah, I signed up for heartbreak, but opening myself up to that love and also that grief, it changed so much in my life. Yeah. Yeah, there was more emotion, there was more joy. I, I, my business doubled that following year. My relationships changed because I was I don't want to say I was a more complete human being. I was more in touch with myself because I allowed myself to really be in the emotions. So that little dog, that little joy, she changed my life. I just love that. And I have to tell you, I was sitting in the airport uh, last night <laughs> reading this story, boo-hooing in the airport. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. But it's, you know, good for you for opening yourself up to that. You know, I've, I'm, I've been a dog person my entire life. There's rarely been a time that I haven't had a dog. Um, and they, they give and they're so pure, um, and which is the, you know, truly the best thing about them is the pure love that they, they give. I mean, to me, they're just this amazing gift from God. I'm like, God just knew that we needed something amazing here comes the dog, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, I just I just love that. And good for you for for just jumping in and taking care. Because mm -hmm. that's a, it is a hard place to be. Um, is just knowing that the end's coming at any point. And, yeah. And the truth is the end is coming for all of us. The end is coming for everybody. Yes, we it is. Right? Yes, yep. I knew there was a timeline. I didn't know the timeline, but... It's, just, it's a little microcosm of life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we got to live big, live big while we're here. We have the ability. And um, I, that's another reason why I, I, I love doing this show, and I say this a lot, is it's so, we are given so many chances to live large. And when we don't feel well, when we are pressured and stressed and all of these things, we don't, we don't have it's hard to live big and we feel limited because we are limited by our physical health or our mental state or our frustrations or our overwhelm or whatever the case may be and my goal whether it's with this show or whether it's in my practice with clients or with myself or with friends and family uh, you know, my friends over the weekend, I did plenty of, uh, you know, talking about health stuff because it's just what mm -hmm. I do, you know. Um, but all I want for people, myself included, is to do all the big things that we were put here to do. We have the capacity of doing so many good, big things in our lives. And, you know, God created us to do amazing things. And I... That's really all I want for people in my practice. That's what my goal is for you to feel good so you can go do the amazing things that you were put here to do. You know? Well, and the, the body is such a gauge. And most people just don't mm -hmm. listen. Yes. So they have to listen. Yes. Like me, you know? I mean, uh, yeah, there was a breast cancer diagnosis in 2007, and before that, there were herniated discs, and there was skin cancer on my face, and there were other things along the way that I was able to discount and say, just get through it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But a cancer diagnosis, it's a lot more serious because it's life and death, and mm -hmm. that really forced me mm -hmm. to wake up yeah. to the fact that I was not living the life that I wanted to live. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, that's that's it's good you know the thing that I you know when I speak or talking to people or talking to others it's you know we have we have lost touch with our bodies we've lost touch with ourselves we've lost touch with the the ability to listen to what our body's trying to say so there's a there's this disconnect unfortunately 
where we should be really connected. Um, so, you know, we blame the aches and the pains and the, the, you know, the things on age or on genetics or on bad luck instead of taking a look inside and saying, okay, what is it that I'm doing? What is it that I can do to allow my body to balance and repair? Is that working on, and I keep bringing this up, but I think because, it, you know, this is part of my practice, but is there an emotional trauma that needs to be dealt with to allow your body to heal and repair and balance? Um, is there food that you're eating that's not allowing the body to, to communicate properly, therefore you have symptoms and, uh, and, and diseases and that kind of thing? You know, disease is just a you know, bunch of symptoms, right? Um, what is it that, you, that, that can be done? Because instead of going back and saying it's bad luck or it's genetics, which is silly, or all of these things, it really is on us. We have the power, we have the control to create a healthy body and create a healthy future. And the body has an amazing power to heal and to repair. And it's just that it's listening and finding what the body needs, which is, you know, you might have to find somebody to help you with that. That's why I do what I do. And, you know, and why you do what you do, you know, you're working on, on, you know, the mental, the emotional, the, 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 all of the other, these other skills, but it's so important to find people who are on your team who can, and that's what it is, building your team of people you trust who can help you to get to the place where you are living that large life that you're intended to live. Um, and so, uh, you know, I say it over and over and over again, find your team. Maybe it's a bunch of friends, uh, but you know, I, in, in, in my world, you find your nutritionist, you have your, your counselors of all different types, right? You have your doctors, you have all of these people who help you do all the things that you, I keep saying it, but do all the things that we're supposed to do in life. Because what we can create when we feel good yeah. is very different than what we can create when we don't. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think that goes back to, you know, putting out your, the, you know, it's the, the higher vibe, higher vibrational goodness, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Which is still, so it's, it's a little difficult for me to totally understand it, but I know that we're all energetic beings. And when we are creating in a high, high vibration, we're creating good things. And if we're, if we are in a negative state, if we're not feeling well, um, all these low vibrations, it's not where we want to be. It's not a good place to be. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the difference between waking up in the morning excited, like, oh, I get to do this in X and Y and Z today, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or getting up in the morning and saying, oh, hitting snooze, I don't yeah. want to get up. Yeah. I'm so tired. Like, starting the day tired, oh, it's not a good right. prescription for having right. a good day, right? Right. And so many people get up and hit snooze and then scroll Instagram for an hour and then oh, finally get out of bed. Yeah. And it's like, there's a different way to live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was somebody, and I can't remember her name. What's the what's the woman's name? Her, I think her first name's Abraham. Is that Abraham it? Hicks. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, I listened to her, it was a really short little thing that she, uh, it was a YouTube or something that I just came across it. But she said, as soon as you are awake in that first 17 seconds um, is is focusing on all of the good the gratitude the all of the the amazing things that you are that you're happy about yourself that you're gonna do in that day and she's like just 17 seconds can change the entire day Ooh, oh, 100%. yeah yeah 100%, yeah <laughs> So I do and that, that now. Such a, that's a small, such a small thing that's so doable. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, on your phone, the alarm goes off, what are you grateful for? Like a voice that says, what are you grateful for? And immediately to go into that is completely changing it. Very, very tactile, very doable. Now say that again. So on your when your phone goes off, what are you grateful for? Is that... Yeah, so if you, you could set an alarm for your phone. I see. So that it yes. will say, what are you grateful for? Yes. The alarm. I do, I love that. That's a really good yeah. idea. Well, because it puts you in that space mm -hmm. of creation, mm -hmm. creativity, mm -hmm. rather than the space of, I have to. Yes. I have to get up. I have to mm -hmm. go to work. I don't mm -hmm. want to. I'm going to hit snooze. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's so fun. I love the little tips and the small things, and that's you know when that's a great one. And I love the 17 seconds because 
It's just 17 seconds. And if you just, the first thing you think about in the morning is that 17 seconds. Mm -hmm. It's so fun. <laughs> um, so I want you to, we've got about five, four minutes left, and I want to make sure that people know, you know, where to find you, how to find you, what, what other things you offer, because you work on leadership coaching, you work with entrepreneurs, you work with executives. Um, I want to make sure that people can find you and, and jump in on your programs uh, because you just do really amazing work. Uh, thank you. So my website is very simple, laurafostercoaching.com. Instagram is laurafostercoaching. I, I do a few things. I work one-on-one -on -one with clients over time, six months to a year. I generally work with executives and entrepreneurs who are, again, at that stage in their life where I've had a a number of successes and I know that there's something that else not missing but there's a yearning for something else I love working with people when they're at that stage where mm -hmm. I want to think about legacy and what I'm leaving mm -hmm. like we talked about that earlier that yeah. you know what do I want my I mean nobody's ever come to me and said I want to know what my obituary is going to say <laughs> but people who are at that stage where what am I leaving behind mm -hmm. is really fun for me and then I run a group coaching program for women called women who want more I sometimes leave that once a year, sometimes twice a year. The next one will be in early 2023. There's plenty of information on my website about that program. It's a six-month program for 10 women. It is spectacular. It is life-changing for everybody who's been a part of it. And I also go into corporations and work with teams. I love working with creative teams around identifying what, like, what's really not working in our team. How can we come together? How can we have better communication, how can each of us work on our own leadership, whether you're at the top or whether you're an entry level, everybody can work on their leadership, but I love doing that too. Awesome. And I speak as well, so. Good. Do you have yeah. anything, any speaking engagements coming up? Uh, do I have any speaking engagement coming up? Not imminently. Okay. No. Okay. Not that I can think of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just want to make sure everybody is able to experience you because I, I think it's super I just, I just really love what you do and, and how you bring all of the goodness to the world. So thank you for that. And mm -hmm. thank you for being here. Yeah, and one last thing yeah. to remember that there is uh, there's a free 30-page workbook on my site, laurafostercoaching.com slash commitment detox. I know you'll put the link somewhere wherever mm -hmm. you put the links. Mm -hmm. Go in and download that. It's completely free. It's a great place to start to create space in your life for whatever you want next. I have somebody who I'm going to send that to. <laughs> good, good. She's amazing, and I love her, and she does not like to say no. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I need to, somebody needs to teach you to say no. <laughs> yeah. But she's great, um, and she's just one of those people who all, who's always, always giving, um, and I think it can wear her out. And so um, it goes back to filling yourself and taking care of yourself at the same time, um, you know, because if you just never say no, I feel like that is, it's too hard. It's just too hard when you have a full plate of all of the other things and you don't have time for what you really want to do, which is spend time with your family, right, or whatever the case may be. So anyway, thank you so much. Um, go to laurafoster.com, check her stuff out. She's got some great blogs. Um, I think about you with your mom. Uh, and so I, I have I went through some stuff with my mom too, and it's 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 a it is a beautiful thing to be able to be there. So yeah, yeah, so good for you. Um, for me, of course, tastelifenutrition.com is the website. You can go to the website and fill out a free assessment online. I'll reach out to you personally, and then we can chat about it. We can see if there are things that, that we might be able to help you with and, and go from there. So um, you can also find me, Taste Life Nutrition, everywhere, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, all of the places. It's Taste Life Nutrition. Um, I am starting a new program. You've heard me talk a little bit about it, but it's called Soulful Conception. Um, we have, talk about power, we have so much power in ourselves to create healthy children and a healthy future. And I think it's so, so important to understand that our health today, um, if we are looking at having kids, whether it's, you know, tomorrow or 
10 years in the future, starting to prepare your body and getting yourself as healthy as possible because it will, the data shows it affects seven generations ahead. And my goal, ultimate goal, is to empower, it's for women and for men, I know I speak a lot to women, but um, is, to, is to show people the power they have in creation, right? We talk about creation of our own future, but in creation of a healthy future, we have so much power in that. We, we are not in a healthy place now, but I feel like there's a really great traje trajectory and in an awakening of what is good, what is healthy, what is good food. Um, I'm excited to be a part of that, but I also am excited to to show people that we can create a healthy future by taking care of ourselves today. So and being as healthy as possible. So anyway, uh, Soulful Conception, um, we are, I'm doing free workshops and the group is coming up soon. It's a three month program that we'll be doing uh, hopefully in the next couple of months. So stay tuned for that. Let me know if you have questions. I'm here to serve and to help in any way that I can. So happy to, uh, happy to chat about whatever it is you need. So thank you everybody. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Laura. I'm grateful that you've thank been you. here. Okay, we'll see thank everybody you. later.